0: episode 52 the Christmas story
1: this is the one extraordinary marriage podcast home of the seven days of sex challenge featuring your hosts the authors of the groundbreaking new book stripped down Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo
0: welcome back to one extraordinary marriage where we talk about life Love and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo
2: Lorenzo and Tony DiLorenzo. Lorenzo.
0: And tonight we're going to be talking about the Christmas story. But we've had a we've had a busy week. Yeah. There's there's a lot that's gone on. So before we get to the Christmas story, let's uh
2: let's dive into our week.
0: Let's dive into our week.
2: Let's go. What are we going to talk about?
0: Well, we <laughs> Okay. Anybody that's listened to us for any period of time knows that um, we talk about emergency kits. Yes. And that's typically what we take with us, like if we're going to be out, and you know, the moon might strike, and so we've got our condom, we've got an action wipe, ziploc bag, wrap it all up. And uh,
2: we did we did a video called the emergency kit.
0: We did, it, yeah. So we've talked about this periodically on mm-hmm. and off over the last almost year. And in case you're wondering, even though this is episode 52. Our year anniversary is actually in two more episodes because we had um,
2: two episodes in there.
0: Yes, we did two extra episodes over the last year. So
2: episode 54 is going to be you, the listener. So please call in or email us because we want to know how the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has affected and changed your marriage and your life. And it's all about you. So that's episode 54.
0: Episode 54. So that's coming. Yep but for tonight's episode tonight emergency kit so emergency kit so tony and i find ourselves
2: last sunday night after podcast last sunday was after it po- sunday? yeah yes. it was after podcasting we were feeling we were you were feeling like you had gotten everything out that you had to get out so
0: cuz you know i have to talk before we can have sex
2: right so i wasn't going to have to sit in bed for at least a half an hour or an hour listening to you tell me about the whole day of things so we felt like wow this would be a great time we're both feeling a little frisky we're awake let's go for it and I go into the closet looking... No condoms. None. I looked in my box and there was nothing
1: there.
0: Nothing there. And so then I'm like, oh, look for the emergency kit. Because surely we have an emergency... You know, I mean, we talk about emergency kits. Surely we've got one somewhere in the house. Um, oh, It wasn't where we normally keep it. Right. <laughs> and so...
2: So we searched yeah. a little high. We, we searched high and low for a few minutes. But maybe minutes And then minutes we said, all so.
0: right, well, you know what? You, you oh, know, well. we'll have a good laugh about it when we tell everybody, you know, make <laughs> sure you've got your emergency kit. But remember... Where you put your emergency kit? Because I was cleaning out the closet. um,
2: Yes, you were cleaning the closet, which is another uh, miracle of all miracles. Little Christmas
0: present for my husband, and
2: uh, like there's no piling going on in there. I said it's a Christmas present. I'm very impressed.
0: Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, Yes, but literally, like twelve inches from where we keep the condoms in our closet, to the right lo and behold under some of my stuff there's uh, there, there,
2: uh, un- it was under, under my under under her stuff miss piler
0: there was an emergency kit so we really it was just kind of funny that uh, we had this
2: but by that time well we'd you'd already, you'd already gone it. to the walmart yeah. and picked up some more yeah. i don't know about you guys but i let Elisa pick that stuff up for me unless unless i'm really feeling like i got to ah, I forget. I, she's she's at walmart i'll just let her do it okay. This week, though, we've been doing our intimacy lifestyle, so two days a week, Uh for a year and a half now.
0: That long already, huh?
2: Year and a half. And this week, I have to say, I had no desire whatsoever to initiate. Just, I I just didn't have it this week. I could have gone, this would have been one of those weeks where I would have just been like, eh, whatever. And I want to give props to you. Because both times. I took the lead twice in one week. You took the lead. Yes. Merry
0: Christmas present number two. Can you tell if Tony's getting all his presents early? (laughs)
2: Because I don't get anything under the tree. Nothing under the tree for you. Right. So it it was just, it was very interesting though. And I caught myself and I, I talked to Elisa a little bit about it and why I've been feeling just sort of eh. So part of it is it's winter, as most of you know.
0: And we're socked in in this.
2: And Elisa okay. doesn't like being cold. So it's hard to change it up at times because we one, I don't have thing? the beer, bear skin rug to keep warm. And we don't have a fireplace cause I tore out our fireplace like five years ago. Cause it was, it was a horrible piece of junk.
0: It was the original fireplace and it was just drafty. and wasn't really a fireplace except for. Looks so, only
2: So to change things up, I would have to... like If I wanted to do something in the living room, I seriously would have to bring... I'd probably have to go out and buy we like a down a comforter. Spe-
0: we have our little, little heater. What do you want me to do with the
2: little heater? Put it on your footsies or what?
0: I don't know. It'll heat up the area. Creativity, honey. Honey. honey th- that th- thing th- puts out quite a bit.
2: No. <laughs> right. You
0: haven't if tried. If you say so. Okay. You haven't tried.
2: I, I haven't. But here's the other issue. Ever since I had my mouth problem with the infection there, we haven't had any type of oral sex. That's true. And I got to say, it's something that I enjoy doing. I I do enjoy that. And so I feel like my creativity and changing of what we do has been like sliced in half.
0: I'm picking up the slack.
2: I I understand that. And so I, I just feel like, what else do I do? Like,
0: well, think outside the box, dude. Come on, you've been asking me to think outside the box for fourteen years.
2: Well, yes, I I understand that, but I'm saying th- there's just this point where the now the kids are home from. They got two weeks off, and it's so it's raining. It's and raining, raining and raining. So there's just certain things that you know. Just telling you guys the truth. Hey, it's not all rosy. I wish it was. Other than that, though, we've had some great emotional and intellectual intimacy moments, though. We, we've had some really good talks this week.
0: We took the kids ice skating.
2: We took the kids ice
0: skating. I know that it doesn't have anything to do with the emotional intimacy, but recreational intimacy. We, were, mm-hmm. uh, we took the friends of ours do ice skating. It's like they're one of their holiday traditions. And so they take their kids ice skating in different places every year. And this year they invited us to go. And... um kind of funny because we get there and they're like this woman who I'm sure is probably a professional amateur. I don't know. I don't know. She was just like skilled. Yeah. She you know, she's skilled. out there. She's lifting up her legs. She's doing all these little turns and flips and you know that kind of stuff. And so my kids are like Pff, no big deal. They get on their skates They're a little wobbly just walking on you know the carpet or the you know dry land and uh, then they get on the ice and wow wide wide eyed rude awakening. Abby went down about six times hmm. in the first ten feet.
2: Yeah, that was that was patience on my part because it's Abby's going down, Alex is going down, Elisa is going down, and everybody's looking at Dad to carry them.
0: I okay, back up. See, I had a conversation with Mandy about this earlier today about how she asked me how it went, and I gave her a version of the story. And I thought, and I even said, I bet you when we get on the podcast tonight, Tony's going to have a different version. Okay, I was going around with the children granted we were all holding on to the side
2: but uh, at one oh, point you, oh, oh, at one at point eyes. at one point you gave up abby to our friends you, okay first of alex all, i was taking care of alex most of the time i was actually is alex.
0: an accomplished uh, you, she can maintain her balance and not worry about falling and so she like took our daughter i didn't give her up she's like abby come with me and so abby went and you know mm. she's like pushing and pulling and I I'm I, the, I had Alex. You had Alex. I was making my way around the rink. Hmm. Okay. Yes. And see, and here's where I was going to say, you know what? It was really nice. Because, it was. No, wait a minute. It was really nice because like when we go to the beach and I don't even get out in the water. Right. I get all kinds of grief. Now I was actually out on the ice and uh, I'm still getting all kinds of grief. Instead of just saying, no, I'm not going to do this. I went out there. I was hanging with the kids.
2: Well, we paid for it. It wasn't like you could go in there and, and, we pay for uh, okay, but skate. what I'm
0: saying is I did it.
2: Congratulations.
0: No, I, ju- I don't want congratulations from you. I just want you to acknowledge the fact that I was not sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. Cong-
2: congratulations. Okay. Well,
0: well, I, I, good I, I job. Feel, I feel some sarcasm <laughs> <far> from you.
2: <laughs> good job. No. You, okay. You did You did well.
0: You were just tired because you came off a long bike ride and you'd fried your legs all week by doing all these excessive workouts and yes, going around the ice was probably not the best thing for you.
2: No. This week, we also had Alex did his first ever report oral report oral report um, in school, and he got to pick and chose Lance Armstrong, which was which was just awesome. I was giddy as a as a cyclist and giddy with that. And no, it was just one of those things. I was just happy to see him do it because i I was able to get in there and and help him a bit.
0: And you did you you and your mom helped him do his doll.
2: That's right. And so on the morning that Alex was giving his oral presentation, I put a tweet out there and just said, Hey, I'm excited for, for my son. He is doing his, his first oral speech on at Lance Armstrong and Lance actually tweeted us back and said, that's cool. So Alex was really stoked when he came home and he did fantastic.
0: And I'm not, I'm not sure who's more excited about that. If it was Alex or his dad, yeah, the whole Lance Armstrong's actually connecting Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah i i was actually in alex's classroom for the presentation and he did he did very well Mm -hmm. um just reaffirming as a parent that if you encourage them to practice and prepare it really does pay off in the long run on what the final project or product looks like so right so he did well and we had birthdays this past week
2: alex turned eight alex turned eight so we i i went out with him breakfast breakfast Mm -hmm. with dad
0: Breakfast with Dad, and then uh, Tuesday was Andrew's birthday, Mm -hmm. so six years for Andrew. And uh, we actually went to the Santa Claus house. It's a local um, tradition here in the Poway RB area. This family basically vacates that they have a huge house. They vacate their house and volunteers turn it into this Santa Claus winter wonderland. And so we uh, we did that Tuesday night.
2: Saw some friends from our old church Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen. In years, it was really good to see them because, in, 90, in no, nine two thousand three, when the fires swept through San Diego, mm-hmm. our apartment was very close. We were about a half a mile away from uh, one of the hills that was on fire, and the the whole area that we where we lived at the time was just it was a mess. So they lived a little north, east, northwest of where we do. And we were able to get away, and we hung out with them for, gosh, three, four days. Three, four days, yeah. So it was just sort of fun reminiscing and talking to the boys about that because the boys now are, gosh, how old, so uh, that was see. seven Alex's, years ago. So like
0: nine, eight, six, and Abby's five. Yeah, so I a- Alex was like up. a year old. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was
2: fun to just hang out with them. and um,
0: Let's talk about last night. <laughs>
2: Let's talk about last night. Uh, what happened last night?
0: You and I were the friend of yours. I did. Why don't you share?
2: W- what do you want me to share? I got, I got away. There was a, uh, a buddy of mine asked me to, uh, we, we've known each other for gosh, 10 plus years now.
0: Yeah. Since you came back from the trail.
2: Yeah. And so we've known this guy for, for many years and we've had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I tend to go out once every month every two months, and we'll get lunch, right so uh, you're looking at me like you want me to
0: well the next two weeks there are lots of holiday parties uh, for people you know whether you're doing Christmas parties or New Year's parties and things like that um and there for many of you will be alcohol
2: okay, so you want me to go into all this whole, uh-huh. whole bit? okay because i cause I,
0: th- I think it's important I think you know you had a very real marriage experience last night that I think it probably pertains to at least one listener or two out there. Okay, And I'd I'd like you to share that because it's something that we've talked through and I think it's important that people are just aware.
2: Yeah. So yesterday, like Lisa said, we went ice skating. The morning I did a fairly long bike ride. It rained on us. It was cold by the time I got home. I was pretty darn spent. Um, So I went for my bike ride. I turned around. When ice skating, ice skating went longer than I expected. Turned around and basically went out with my buddy. Didn't have a lot to eat throughout the day, so that's bad on my part. Not really um, planning wisely. So when I got down to my my friend's house, we, you know, our our goal was to go out, check out some different parts of downtown. You know, some places establishments that he goes to because I don't go down there often. And so, you know, we started off. The evening and just had a we shared a you know twenty two ounce beer at his place, and then from there we went to a a local, I, I guess I, I don't even know what you call it maybe a beer house. I mean they had a lot of ta- a lot of beers on tap. They had a very slim menu called I think it was called Counterpoint, and so we had uh, a couple beers there, and very quickly I I recognized and realized that I had a a buzz going on. Um, the problem is, is that I I didn't stop. And so what Elisa was alluding to is that, um, you know, here I am, I'm with my buddy, but things could have gone awry. Had Elisa and I talked about this, had I been in the presence of other women Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it's not that I don't have any um, self-control, but obviously I don't drink much anymore. I, I, I don't, it, it's not like we have a six pack of beer in the house. Uh, and I have one a week or something. I mean, these are the first beers I probably had in a couple months, few yeah, months. I, don't, I mean, I mean the last time I think I remember us drinking was when we went to stone.
0: And that was two months ago.
2: That was two months ago. Yeah. So that was the last time I I've leaned out a lot since then as well. I've lost, uh, I've lost about six pounds since then. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a small frame. So what Elisa's alluding to is basically it, it, be wise and be smart when you are at these parties, especially new years. I think that's, that's something that you need to really understand and taking into consideration if you're somewhere and you're partying. And even if your spouse is there <laughs> with you, um, things can happen if you're not, if you're not aware. And, and I wasn't, I, I, you know what? I, I let my guard down last night. And it was, it was sort of stupid of me to do that. Nothing happened. Um, you know, friendly talk with a gal or two at the bar. Um, but nothing more than that wasn't, wasn't going to go down that road.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that were, you know, he calls me on the way home. He's like, I just, you know, here's what happened tonight. Um, but as we head into all of these holiday parties and New Year's parties, it was one of the things that just kind of came to my mind that, you know what we need to we need to remind everyone that you have to be aware um you know whether you're in a situation like tony where he had a day where he hadn't eaten a lot you know he doesn't drink very much anymore i mean neither one of us really do um and so you forget i don't know if you forget if you just kind of lose sight of how much alcohol now impacts you compared to where we were when we first met and we're drinking quite heavily. And so you find yourself in the situation and you know, your guard gets let down Mm -hmm. because alcohol obviously lowers those inhibitions. And you know, just be careful. You know, we've got a good friend that says nothing good happens after two drinks. And I would agree with that. You know, that's, that's not bad advice. Um, you know, you will be most likely if you're going to parties in mixed company, keep your boundaries. Keep your space mm-hmm. don't find yourself alone with a member of the opposite sex um, you know just precautionary yeah that, that's all we really want to want to be um, because you know we love you guys and it's important to us that you take those precautions to keep your marriage intact mm-hmm. in situations where the potential for a, an unfavorable outcome could occur could occur So I just, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring that up, Cool. put you on the spot.
2: Thank you very much. You're
0: welcome. Usually it's me on the, on the spot. So it's kind of nice to have those tables turned.
2: And so we're, we're in the final stretch to Christmas. Mm -hmm. It has been actually pretty mellow in our house. We are spending it at my parents' place. So it's sort of nice. Elisa and I are getting all the presents and stuff together. We'll do a big old packing on Thursday night. Uh, of the car and try to keep everything hidden from the kiddos (laughs) before we, we head back or head up to my parents. Mm -hmm. But it's been, it's been fairly mellow around here. I mean, we have just been really hanging low. I I don't feel that this year is really like stressful that we, like we've had in the past and maybe it's because the kids are just getting older.
0: Well, I think the kids are getting older. I mean, they definitely, and we've talked about this on, I think a couple weeks ago when we talked about Christmas and how we do gifts for the kids and, Um, you know, the fact that our kids get three presents from us and, and, you know, we've talked about that. I mean, the kids, the kids have a very good idea of what they're getting, Mm -hmm. um, but it's all stuff that they want and they know that they get three. Right. And, you know, so when they start to say, why I want this or I want that, well, okay.
2: What are you willing to give up? What are you willing
0: to give up? And, you know, my parents, um, who actually just listened to, to episode 51 was the first podcast that I got, we got messages from both of them last week that they had listened to the podcast for the first time Um, for their birthdays. My parents had given the kids,
2: which is a a big thank you guys.
0: uh, Yes. So glad to have you on board as listeners. Um, My parents had given the kids gift cards and usually we wait until after Christmas. We wait to see what they're going to get before we spend any gift cards. Well, I had taken the kids to Barnes and Noble, which is where the gift cards are for. Right. I had taken them there last night after our Christmas party. And Alex found these two hardcover Lego books that he was just.
2: Alex is a Lego fiend. And I'm sure many of you have kids that are the same way. Legos are like huge again. It, It is unbelievable how Legos have just stormed back onto the scene. Well, and, and all the stuff they have, especially with like Star Wars really hitting it.
0: Star, yeah, they've got Star Wars, you and know, Indiana there's now Jones First quest and Harry Potter, and
2: it's great stuff. And but my goodness,
0: as a mom, I just Keep I see how much time day. he invests and in how much creativity goes into the Legos. And so as long as yeah. he wants Legos, I am all for it. Well, we're at Barnes and Noble last night, and he sees this hardcover book set that has like thirty years. One book is called you know Getting Small or Keeping It Small or something. It's like thirty years history of the minifigures. And then the other book was, you know, like another 30 year collection of all the different sets. And so he's going through this book. I thought his, there was
2: one that was their Star Wars one.
0: That was the other book that he got. Oh, okay. So he sees all these books and, um, in the store it's like $40 for this hardcover Lego. two book set. For and both books it was 40 bucks. It was for both books. It was 40. It was 40 for that one and like 21 for the other. So 61 bucks. $61. For okay. And so this morning he wants to show Tony the books because Tony wasn't there with us last night. And so we start looking and I realized there was a banner ad up at the top of the Barnes and Noble website that said 25%, like one day only 25% off your most expensive item. And on top of that, the books were like 25% cheaper than when we'd seen him in the store.
2: Because this morning, yeah, because Alex got on there and it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, it was like
0: 30 bucks online and then there was an additional 25% off. So I let the kids order their books early. And so, um, partly because I know pretty much what everybody's getting them. So I'm not real worried that we're going to have duplicate presents. But Alex is so excited Mm -hmm. about getting these Lego books. So mom and dad, if you're listening to episode 52, um, he's super excited and he will call you when they arrive because you've you've made his birthday and slash Christmas cause the books will arrive by Christmas Eve. And we might not see Alex because between that and the Lego sets he's getting for Christmas, um, he will be in La La Land. He will be off. We won't see him. He'll just only when he needs help. That's rad. Yeah. So he's getting this Christmas biggest too, Lego set ever.
2: Yeah. And then this Christmas too, Alisa, one of her girlfriends and mm-hmm. husband and kids. they're going to be joining us, which is really cool. They are military.
0: And, uh, you know, very excited to have them and very grateful to my in-laws for opening up their home um, to have a few extra friends over. It's
2: going to be cool, I think. Uh, our, Our family has dwindled. My cousins have left the area and their kids are gone. So we used to have these big, these fairly big holidays and now they're... They're pretty small,
0: so we're just excited to have more thirty somethings at the uh, <laughs> at the party. Plus, yeah. they're bringing their kids who are so cute. So, yeah, it'll be good for our kids to have uh, have some other little ones to play with, so they're not just by themselves. But so that's Christmas coming up, and uh, anything else this week?
2: Y- you know what? We got a voicemail, and I'm just looking for it real quick. Here it is. Okay.
0: Okay, hold on. Hold on. And hold
2: so, on. all right it is. Oh no, it isn't. Sorry. I guess it. I guess it helps if I just take off the mute, huh? All right. There we go. There we go. Hey, uh, my name is Matthew Varga, and I've been recently listening to your podcast via iTunes. Um, Thank you, Matthew. My wife is currently deployed, and I've, since she's been gone, I've identified quite a few areas that could use some strengthening. And um, right now, I'm really worried about uh, losing her when she comes home and your podcasts have been very encouraging. And, um, I just, I I do wish there was a little bit more about military. Um, I heard a mention of it in episode seven and I've been looking for those podcasts, but I haven't really seen anything. So if it is addressed, um, if you could give me some direction, my number is 805. Thank you very much, Matthew.
0: Wow. Um, That having had friends who have gone through deployments, um, my heart goes out to you because it is not an easy time. And we would love to do episodes on, or an episode on maintaining intimacy, maintaining your marriage while your spouse is deployed. Um, For us, obviously, neither Tony nor I are military, so we cannot speak to that from personal experience. Um, if you are a military family, a military couple, and you would like to talk to us about how you maintain your intimacy, would love to have you call in. And you can, and, and you can pull,
2: and you can, and, Oops, that's me. You can, you can pull a Tim and call back. Google voice will only let you talk for three minutes. So, if you have more to say than what's in that three minutes, by all means, call back and mm-hmm. we'll just play them one after another. Obviously, that number is eight five eight
0: eight seven six five six six three
2: And then if you want to email either Elisa or I and we can just read it on the air, it's ask tony at marriage dot com or
0: ask Elisa at marriage dot com we
2: We have a number of friends, the friends that we had uh when ice skating with yesterday they are getting ready for deployment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think his is going to be six months.
0: He's going to be six months. The friends that we're spending Christmas with um, in the summer, the husband will be going for six months
2: for six months. So we, we are around it and we see it and we talk to a lot of folks who deal with this. We just don't have the experience and we'd love to hear from you because there are obviously folks like Matthew and many more out there that deal with this right and your input and your insights might be the key for someone to just get that aha moment and um bring stuff together in their lives
0: so yes please call in um and if you're in the san diego area and you actually want to sit down with us um that's another option as well you know we sit down where we can actually do an uh, on air interview
2: yeah we could do, yeah, yeah. We could do a podcast.
0: hmm hmm So just something to keep in mind um, because Matthew's right. We did talk about it back in episode seven and-
2: We're on episode 52.
0: So that's a few episodes that he's working his way through trying to find it and it's not there. So um, help us out. Yep. If you've got stories on how you maintain your intimacy in your marriage while your spouse is deployed, we would love to hear from you. Yep. Thank you. Um, should we jump in? Anything Let's else for this week?
2: Uh No.
0: Okay, we're going to talk, obviously, Christmas is just a few days away. And there's a very special couple at the heart of the Christmas story. And there's Mary and Joseph. And, and they have quite a bit to teach us about marriage. Um, when you really think about how they've... You're making faces. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, with what they had, you know, as they're being told individually about what is about to happen in their lives. You know, these are not little things Mm -mm. to deal with. And so I think you want to read the Christmas story.
2: Sure. Okay. More than happy. We're going
0: to, we're going to start with just a reading the Christmas story and then we're going to kind of pull it apart a little bit and, and just talk about how this really impacts, um, how this impacts our marriages today.
2: Where are we starting from? Where do you
0: want? You said Luke. I opened it up to Luke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know, but I thought you had it all ready for me. Oh. Okay. There we go. There so we're going to go out out of Luke uh, chapter two. At the time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. <coughs> this was the first census taken when Quint- Quinturius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own town to register for this the census. <coughs> And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judah. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the village inn.
0: Merry Christmas.
2: Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy
0: birthday, Jesus. That's what we tell our kids. We always talk about having a birthday party for Jesus on Christmas. But, you know, here you've got a couple who, you know, Mary comes back from visiting her cousin. And she is obviously. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, And she Mm -hmm. is obviously pregnant. Right. And we actually, there was a very um, poignant video clip that was shown at church. This week. Was it this week? Mm Mm-hmm. And. You know, here's Joseph, you know, it showed Mary ride, riding in, you know, on, with last some weeks. friends. That was last week. And, you know, she gets off this cart and she's obviously pregnant. And Joseph is just, you know, stunned. Like, how how did this happen? You know, and you, you start going back into, okay, so you've got this teenage girl who, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit has become pregnant, has been told that, you know, she's carrying. The Savior. God's own son. You know, so you know, kind of wrap your heads around how unusual and, you know, kind of out of this world experience that must have been. And then she shows up to see her fiance and, you know, he's looking at her going, I didn't do this,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, you know, and to have, you know, then the Holy Spirit speaks to Joseph and says, y- this is what you're going you're to name. This is God's son. You're going to name him Jesus. You're going to raise him. You were going to be his earthly father. Right and the amount of faith and you know we're not privy to all the communication between Mary and Joseph but you've got to think on some level that they're just like what is going on here you know even though they've both been told you know this is what's going to happen to build a life trusting wholeheartedly in god because that's you know Mary could have been you know Joseph could have left her
2: which at that
0: at that time, time would not have been uncalled for, un, you know, unexpected. She would have been on her own because she was an unmarried, pregnant woman.
2: Would most likely have become a prostitute. It, life would have beggar. been
0: life would have been horrendous for her.
2: Right, she would have been an outcast.
0: She would have been a complete outcast, and yet they both chose to listen to and to follow God. And the plan that he had for their lives. And then you see them, th- you know, this marriage throughout Jesus's life where they are, you know, they take him to the temple. They, they do all of these things together with him. They, they come to accept God's, you know, they, they very early accept God's plan for their marriage and their life. He's obviously the, you know, God, the father and God, the son, you know, a central focus for their marriage. But this is like the first marriage where God's at, the, you know, literally at the center, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about your kids being the focus. <laughs> it's kind of an unusual thing. You think of your kids being the focus and there's God. It's at the center of your, uh, at the center of your marriage. And so it's just really, you know, as we started, it's not for us, obviously, you know, we do a marriage podcast. And so, you know, you really think about where's, where's the marriage in this? What did they have to go through? What did they have to overcome? You know, we think we've got obstacles and, you know, right. none of us are carrying the, the son of God or responsible for raising
2: him as either
0: the son of God and, you know, for raising a child, you know, in Joseph's case, that's not his who, you know, we have all of this responsibility for, and there are many of you out there that are step parents or you've come into, you know, situations where, you know, maybe there are widowed, you know, there's been, um, parent loss. And and so you're stepping into fill shoes. Mm-hmm. And you have all that, you know, and so there's so many ways that this story plays out. You know, two thousand years later, into our own marriages.
2: Mm-hmm. I think some of the things that I think about when I read this, and like you said, we're not privy to everything that's going on, but it's like, you know, for for all of us in our marriages, it's like when something like this were to is to happen, when 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 something punches you in your gut, you know, mm-hmm. as Joseph probably felt when he sees Mary and she's pregnant, it's like, what is that communication that happens at that point in time? It's like that emotional intimacy is the first thing I think about because mm-hmm. that is, that is our time to talk through this difficult time. I think the reaction Joseph had is one that many of us have. It's okay this isn't right. And Joseph being the man that he was, he was going to do, he was going to divorce her privately. I think a lot of us it, it, now it's not, I'm not saying we, we're we going to get a divorce, but in our own minds, we've already come up with ways that we're going to sort to sort of, um, discount what, yeah. what's happening.
0: Yeah. Kind of remove ourselves or pull back from the situation.
2: Right. And so, there's that aspect of this that I look into, and then the next one is the angel of the Lord comes and talks to Joseph. We all have that in us and around us today it's it's are we willing to just listen to God? and as you guys know, I've had some issues you know just in the past month or so just being able to connect. And to just quiet myself, so I can hear God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of those those things when in our own marriages, when something does come up, and we feel that gut punch, you know, it's time to take a step back and quiet ourselves, and listen to the Lord.
0: Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do. You know, Joseph kind of already, you know, in the Bible it basically says Joseph it's really kind of figured out what he was going to do. I mean, he was just going to divorce her and walk, you know quietly and walk away and, and God's got other plans for him. And, you know, a lot of times in our marriages, when things don't go right, we start making our own plans. And, you know, sometimes it takes us being quiet to say, all right, maybe God's got another plan for this. You know, it's like my friend that I, I mean, you know, I mentioned this, you know, probably about a month or so back when they had infidelity mm-hmm. in their marriage and somebody told her, Marriages survive infidelity. You know, it's not an automatic, you know, shutting of the door. Right. It's not an automatic ticket out of here. Marriages survive this. Marriages survive difficult times. Mm -hmm. You know, finding out that your fiance is pregnant and you're not the father for Joseph would have been one of those really big obstacles. You know, 2000 years ago that was you know that was pretty big Mm -hmm. in terms of obstacles that a marriage would have to overcome and he did well they did they did you know and they i mean you know think about it they gave birth in a stable you know depending on you know how much you've researched there's you know i've heard it described as basically being a cave you know where dirty and smelly and you know, very impoverished and miserable. And, you know, I mean, I gave birth to to my children in a hospital. It was clean and sterile and except for, you know, the respiratory nurses going, Oh, I don't think this is the bed that works. You know, other than that.
2: And you're, you're a little pissy about that.
0: They were worried about the kid, you know, my child, (laughs) and then I hear them saying, I don't think this is the one that works. Okay, those two things are incongruous in my mind.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about your bed.
0: Well, that too, because I felt like I was on a Disneyland ride as they put it up and down beside the point. <laughs> Random. Um,
2: I just remembered these things.
0: Oh, okay. Everybody clap for Tony. Good memory. Five years later. Um, but, you know, they've been told to bring God's own son into the world, and they're doing it in a cave. Dirty, smelly. They've got just cloths to wrap him in. You know, that's that's a challenging beginning. For a young couple, you know, you think about the obstacles that you face when you're a newlywed, you know, kind of figuring out life together. And, you know, now you've got this little baby
2: And many of you have been there before. Many of you have been there, you know, married and nine nine months later, you got a kid
0: or less or less new baby. You're figuring out how things are going to work together. And, you know, they just kept working at it. They kept staying engaged with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they show up when, you know, 12 years later when they take Jesus to the temple, you know, they're doing it together. Right you know, they made it work. And and yes, obviously God was a part of their marriage. You know, God, the father and God, the son, it's kind of, I, you know, I never really thought about it like that, but, um, as we're talking this through tonight. And so it's, where's God in your marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, can you think of God as, you know, being both God, the father and God, the son in your marriage, you know, having that kind of all encompassing, you know, ability to not only listen, but to nurture that relationship, you know, kind of listening for God, the father, but nurturing the relationship with God, the son, you know, that's, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting having this conversation tonight. Cause I'm really, this is kind of opening my, we, you guys know we don't actually, um, prepare. We don't, we talk. And so as we're doing this, I'm like, Oh, I feel like my brain is,
2: has expanded.
0: Yeah, well, you know, because I, you think about it, people talk about having a relationship with God the Father and God the Son, and then you look at Mary and Joseph who had both mm-hmm. in more tangible, in depth, physical relationship than any other two people ever, ever, right, or since or prior. And you think about how if we would just embrace. Those relationships, obviously, we don't have the f- the physical in terms of raising God the son, mm-hmm. but the impact that that would have on your marriage.
3: How
2: so?
0: Just by having that be the focus, you know, we we taught, um pastors Ken and Pam have done this at the marriage retreats where they have the triangle. Where oh yes, you know, the base of the triangle on one side is the husband, on the other side is the wife, and the point at the top is God. Is God, and so the closer. That you know, as you two are building a relationship towards God, your your points come closer, and so right. you become closer, right? And so as you have the, as you build these relationships with God the Father, God the Son, you know you're going to come closer, and your marriage is going to be stronger, right? And, and you're going to have that enduring relationship that goes on for Christmas after Christmas after Christmas, you know, and it's really just. It's powerful. Yeah. You know, and to have, to have that and to be able to, to share your faith with one another and to be able to, to talk through the challenges that Mary and Joseph faced. You know, you may be facing different challenges this holiday season. Chances are you, you know, chances are good. We've all got challenges. You know, I don't know where you are in this season, but I know that the holidays are for many couples fraught with anxiety
2: there's a lot of stress that comes there's a
0: lot of stress whether it's finances whether it's family whether it's you know loss of a loved one over the past year and this is the first holiday that you're celebrating without or you know whatever it might be i mean it could be your job situation it could be the sky's the limit literally on the number of different problems you could be facing right Uh, the choice that you have today is to think, how am I going to do, how are me and my spouse going to work through this? What's going to be our anchor? What are we going to say? You know what? This is what we're going to put our faith in. This is, this is where our foundation is.
2: Right. And 2000 plus years ago, Jesus was born for us. Right. You know, he, to
0: give you a foundation.
2: That's right. And so it's one of the it's one of those times during the year where I think sometimes we lose perspective on who our savior is. Because of all the hubbub and the marketing that happens in our society today that it's all this beautiful mangers and angels and snow and the Christmas carols, you know, some people had a sacrifice way back when for us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's during this time of year that you really got to remember the holiday that we celebrate is for our savior's birthday. That's what it is. It's not about you. It's not about me. You know, it's not about giving. It's not about getting. It's about our savior's birthday. It's about a guy who came down and, Walk this earth so he knows what you and I deal with every day. Fortunately for us, we can look back and we can see how his parents did things.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, we don't have the biggest picture. There's not a lot said. I mean, Jesus was born and 12 years later, it picks up again. And then it picks up when he's 30. And then we just have three years of his life. But you got to remember, Mary and Joseph... We're parents to a son, just like many of you listening are parents to kids. And they went through good times and bad times. And just like Elisa said, they made it through. They made it work just like you can make it work in your own marriage. We all have our struggles. We all have our, our good times, you know, and that's, that's the joy of marriage. That's, that's what it's about. If it was this, gosh, if it, if it was just all easy, I don't think we would cherish it. And as we come upon Christmas, it's almost like you got to remember what happened so you can cherish it. Mm-hmm. So you can really like go, wow, this is what Christmas is about. So,
0: and, and this is a great time to make the time with your spouse to have some quiet time where, you know, recommit to one another, you know, think about, think about the challenges that Mary and Joseph face. Think about the challenges that you might be facing in your own marriage and make a choice to move forward together. Mm -hmm. to commit to doing your marriage together. You know, Mary and Joseph were not in an easy place. You know, nowadays an unmarried pregnant woman and her fiance, uh, you know, it's not so shocking. 2,000 years ago it was scandalous. You might be facing something that feels that enormous in your marriage. You need to look at the person across the table from you and say, we're in this together. What God has in store for us, we are in this together. Mm -hmm. We're going to make this work. This is not what we planned on. This is not what we were expecting. Whatever that is, we're in this together. We're going to put God at the center of our marriage and we're going to move forward together.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And for Elise and I, the hardest Christmas ever was six years ago because Andrew had, had come and gone. And you know, we were pff, 11 days away from Christmas at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So we are 11 days away. And I will have to tell you that had to have been one of the worst Christmases ever.
0: Well, and,
2: ever and the
0: week before Andrew your cousin had delivered twins
2: right and your parents were down
0: my parents flew out flew the weekend yeah
2: so they Alisa's parents were here so that adds stress because we got a small place and they're they're here well
0: and it was just it was just the stress of, of the circumstances right you know my parents my we'd planned on my parents being out for Christmas which would not have been I mean, it's always stressful when, obviously when you have extra people in your house but the the whole dynamic of the situation had changed. Right.
2: So uh, anyways, brother came out. Yeah. In in, in any case, what I'm saying is six years ago, we went through this, a difficult Christmas. It wasn't fun. I I got, I got to say, and I will be the first to say that Christmas sucked. But I mean, it, it just, it was bad. And you know what? We've learned a lot over the years. And if you're going through a Christmas right now where you're just having a difficult time, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. We go through seasons of life. Mm-hmm. We do, and we're not trying to. We're not telling you over here to put on your happy face and and just be all cheerful when when it hurts. I, I know that feeling because we tried to put on happy faces and it it just didn't work. We. We did all the wrong things at Christmas. I mean, Elise and I really were not a cohesive unit. It just felt like we were factioned at times where we were trying to placate everybody and not really hone in on each other. So if you're going through a Christmas or this holiday season and you're just you're having some tough times, embrace them. Go to Jesus with it. Go to your spouse with it. Find your support group. And just realize that there are difficult times.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, you're taking me back six years now. And and I'm thinking back to that Christmas and um, thinking back to Christmas Eve because Tony's family, they celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day together. The Italians can't get enough of each other. And uh, I remember being at your grandmother's house and the twins were there. So they were three weeks old. Sure. Roughly. And um, I remember somebody, I can't remember who, but I remember somebody asked me if I wanted to hold the babies or one of the babies. And I just literally turned around and walked. I I just, I left the room. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Are, Are you seriously asking me if I want to hold a three week baby two weeks after I've lost my own? And You know, I've communicated with people over the years that once you've lost a baby, um, people will say all kinds of things and they don't mean to be insensitive and they don't mean to be (laughs) hurtful. Um, But that happens regardless of what your challenge is. I mean, whether you're in financial straits and somebody says something to you about money or whether your, your marriage is on the rocks and somebody says something to you about relationships, you're going to hear basically the foot in the mouth responses. And, you know, in hindsight, it might have been better for us not to spend Christmas with like both days of Christmas with your family that year. Yeah. I, I mean, six years, you know.
3: Yeah, it probably
2: would have been. It probably would have but been. We, but again, we were. We, you know, we l- we've learned a lot. We've grown up a lot in six years. We've
0: grown up a lot, and you know, I encourage you to be authentic. We weren't, and that made that year very tough. Th- that year very tough, and I think it led to, um, even more so to the difficulties that Tony and I were having in our marriage because you know once we started putting on the happy face in front of family, or at least the not so sad face. Mm-hmm you know, people were glossing over what was going on. Yeah. The loss of our son, um, you know, wasn't really talked about. It's never really talked about on your side of the family. And, you know, I think we just, we kind of enabled that Mm -hmm. by not saying, you know what? This really hurts. This is really a lousy time in our marriage and we're struggling. And, you know, it, the holidays kind of bring all of this to light, whatever your problems are, just with the hustle and bustle and the here, there, and everywhere, if 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 you've got issues, they kind of get magnified,
2: right? But if it's a but if you're at a good point, that we've been there too. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had wonderful Christmases, and I would say for those of you who are there, embrace celebrate it, celebrate it, celebrate it. Remember why we celebrate it, though. Is the only thing I even say, and I say it so often because I want to remember and be reminded myself why we celebrate this day. If you're if you're in a good point and it's sort of Christmas Day has come and gone and the presents are open and it's just sort of like this let down. You're like, oh if you can steal away with your spouse, go do it. I, I can still remember a couple of times because my aunt and uncle, and my parents live in the same town, no more than a mile away. <laughs> and I remember one one Christmas Alisa, it was, we were spending it at my aunt's and I remember it was about midday and Alisa and I were just like, you know what? We need to get out. We need to get away. And we like stole away, went back to my parents' house and we just had like a little afternoon rendezvous. I remember that. You know, we just, we got away from everybody and this was before kids for us. Yeah. It was before, before yeah. Alex was born. But you know what? We got away. And even, even this year... If we wanted to, we could make it happen because our kids are old enough. I, we could leave our kids with my, my parents and the aunts and uncles and and just be like, hey, we're going to take off for a little bit. We just need some downtime and we could honestly steal away. Yeah, we, we we we've well got
0: friends leave. coming this year.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So we can't steal away from them. Yeah. Well, we could, but maybe if somebody takes a nap. <laughs> so, but it, enjoy it too. Make Make the time for each other. Don't get snippy with each other. Find the time to be intimate with each other.
0: Well, and find the joy, find the joy, you know, little things. It doesn't have to be, you got the biggest, greatest present ever. It could be, you know what, the look on your kid's face when they see that Santa came, you know, or the handmade present that they have labored over. And, Wrapped themselves. I have one of these under my tree. Um my mother in law's turtle is getting a homemade present from my children. It's rad. Wrapped by them. It is going to be the best Christmas present ever. Yeah, that's right. For the turtle. Um Gracie. Gracie the Turtle is getting an Alex and Abby present this year. So find those find those find those gems. Yeah whether things are really good or things are not so great, there are still going to be good things about the day. Mm -hmm. And if you can't find anything else, find the gem that is the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately that's the biggest present you're going to get this year for all of us. That, that is your Christmas present Mm -hmm. just for you. Just for you, so we're, you know. What? No, I think are we wrapping it up? Sure. Okay. I just I want to wish you all a very very merry Christmas. Yeah. Um.
2: We've had a stellar year.
0: And. And it's because of you guys. You You guys have been. I don't know that we've said this in a while, but you guys have been such a blessing to us over the last almost twelve months. Yeah. Um.
2: And this is our first this is our first podcast where we get to say Merry Christmas to you guys.
0: Oh yeah. You yeah, because we started recording after we started recording in January, our first yeah. podcast. So this is our first Merry Christmas podcast. And know that we will be thinking about our one extraordinary marriage family. Yeah. On Christmas Day and wishing you and your families a wonderful Christmas. And just know that y- you are a blessing because when we think about you when we see your comments on Facebook or when you put comments on the website they matter so much to us Um, and we just uh, there aren't words to describe how much you mean to us
2: yep so for this Merry Christmas special
1: we love you guys Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. you.